Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm Monty Larrick, and this is David Smith. Hello. He's the executive director of the Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. We're joined by attorney and author David Shostokas and his client, the Reverend Stephen Lee. The Reverend Lee, the interim pastor of the Living Word Lutheran Church in Orland Park. He's a former police officer, former uh, police chaplain. He's facing possible jail time related to uh, former President Donald Trump's election fraud case in Georgia. One of 19 defendants in that case, Pastor Lee accused of trying to influence an election worker in 2020 to give false testimony. He was indicted with the former president for racketeering and conspiring to unlawfully change the outcome of the election in favor of Mr. Trump. Pastor Lee and Mr. Shostokas, uh, I want to get your take on what happened, and we'll go to uh, Attorney David Shostokas first on this. Very quickly, there's a law in Georgia called the Racketeering Influence Corrupt Organizations Act. And basically, in the 1980s, it was put together and designed to attack organized crime, whether it's street gangs or drug cartels or mob bosses. They put together a charge here saying that there was a criminal enterprise to um, unlawfully overturn the presidential election. Apparently, the district attorney in um, Fulton County, Georgia, has asserted jurisdiction over the country, uh, which is very, very curious. Pastor Lee specifically has been charged with knocking on two doors and being on two phone calls. Uh, and I don't, and while that sounds uh, de, de minimis, enough, right? yeah, it sounds innocent enough, but the strange part about this is, is that uh, the, uh, what he's charged with carries a mandatory minimum five years in prison, up to 20, but it's a mandatory minimum. There's not community service, there's not probation, there's not a fine, there's not uh, home confinement. Mandatory minimum five years in a Georgia state prison. And your contention is that he's done nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing wrong. And one of the things that's uh, uh, upsetting about this whole process, not just just regarding Pastor Lee, is, you know, there's five rights in the First Amendment, right? We've got religion, we've got press, we've got speech, we've got assembly, and then we've got petition to government for redress of grievances. You've written a book about this. I have. (laughs) I have uh, written a book about this. uh, Constitutional sound bites. uh, It's available on Amazon and whatnot. There are what they call 161 overt acts that are listed within this this indictment, and among them are lawyers giving legal advice. There are people lobbying state legislators. There are folks like Pastor Lee knocking on doors that are considered criminal activities within the course of this 161 over at Acts. Specifically, you knocked on the door of Ruby Freeman. <laughs> he, he knocked on the door of a, of a neighbor of Ruby one time, uh, a couple times, had a short interchange there, knocked on Ms. Freeman's door, never spoke to her. Never spoke to her. He knocked on the door, never spoke to her. Uh, after which he had an interaction with some uh, local police, um, which, which actually is on body cam and been available to the public for several years now. And so, and that's and that's probably very controversial, right? It's extraordinarily controversial <laughs> that he had an interview with the police. Yeah, uh, no, it's very, it's very controversial. But, well, let, but, let's not be tongue in cheek here. It was it was milk toast, right? 
Absolutely. No, he did not. Nothing. Right? Yeah. I can't imagine a former policeman giving the policeman a hard time. He did not. <laughs> and, you know, and, well, we'll let him talk about his police experience. And sure. Maybe, uh, you want to switch from me for a moment. I don't know if I can ask you the question, uh, Pastor, but you talked to a police officer. You were in your car outside Ruby Freeman's home, right? Yeah. And police came up to you. What did you say to the officer? I said, I'm here to offer Ruby Freeman some possible pro bono free legal help or help her assist her in that. I'm not an attorney, but to help her uh, find some uh, attorney uh, legal help and uh, and and generally speaking to you know kind of see what's going on and find out the truth. And that uh, was and, and that was the extent of it. That's and that's actually on videotape and, and you can I see was, it everywhere. You can, you can see it yeah, everywhere. Yeah. 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 Well, you're a pastor. Um, were you there to maybe give her some spiritual guidance as well? Absolutely. Ruby Freeman was an election worker, and she was helping you count ballots. Is that correct? That's correct, in the Allstate Arena in um, Fulton County, Georgia. And was she in some hot water? She, there was a video of her that went viral where they had cleared out the room where the counting was going on, and uh, apparently they told people that a water main had broken in, I guess it was a leaky toilet. Uh, and uh, they cleared out the room. They sent out the uh, Democrat observers and the Republican observers and, every, and the press and everybody. And so Ms. Freeman, at one point, was the only person left in the room. And they video, the closed-circuit uh, closed closed TV shows her going under a table, pulling out a box, that appears to have been a box of ballots and then going over to the counting machine and running these ballots through the machine. It's on video. It went viral. And that was inappropriate, right? Absolutely. It violated the rules of counting ballots. You can't do that without any, obser- right. uh, any observation around. Right. Yeah. Well, she's not a young lady, uh, and she seems like such a nice lady. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I've never met her. I don't know her. I just, I yeah. just know what I've seen on television. Well, that's the impression that the media is Certainly. giving that she's a nice lady just doing her job. Yeah, but you don't, uh, you don't do your job when there's nobody else around. Well, you, you know, know so. there's, there's a lot of conservatives who believe that the 2020 election had a lot of, let's say, anomalies in it, voting fraud here and there. Well, whether or not it. It amounted to uh, a Trump win or not. We can't tell, right? But we suspect it. Ironically, if you roll back the clock a little bit, I think there's an organization out there that has a half-hour video of Democrats complaining about how easy it is to steal an election, how insecure these voting machines are, and and vote by mail and all this stuff. And so... uh, why are we at this point, you know, looking at this with, um, uh, how do I want to say that? <sighs> it's pretty fair to say, Dave, that's a political prosecution. Okay, so you know, so so why are we we looking at this? Let me you save that for a second. Let me, so so why are we looking at this like this some kind of grand conspiracy on the part of MAGA people, right? Yeah, that, and that would be the media's uh, position that they're taking. But I would suggest to you that from the election of 1800 on, when there was 35 ballots between uh, uh, Aaron Burr and Thomas Jefferson, yes, there's always been a controversy. There's some folks have been indicted for uh, being uh, alternate uh, alternate electors. Sure, 
and there's always been alternate electors since well, since since George Washington retired. Yeah. Uh, there's always been alternate electors, and somehow uh, Ms. Ms. Willis declares that to be illegal. So the district attorney in Georgia, Atlanta, yes. right, is what's her first name, Mrs. Willis? Fanny. Fan- F-A-N-I. <laughs> All right. Well, there's some jokes there, but we'll leave that alone right now. Yeah. We, better, we cut that out. <laughs> All right. So, so district, let me go. So what is the goal here of district attorney Fanny Willis? I, from a from a legal standpoint, I have no idea. Uh, from a political standpoint, it's pretty obvious that they're going to try and handicap. She's uh, pandering to the Democrat base. Yeah, actually, shortly before the indictments were issued, she launched a fundraising page. Is it possible mm-hmm. that there's a conspiracy or collusion going on to try to keep Donald Trump off the ballot? Apparently, um, Congressman Jordan um, from the House Oversight Committee just just launched a investigation regarding collusion between special counsel Jack Smith and Fannie Willis. Wouldn't it be I- ironic if Miss Willis, District Attorney Willis, is violating her own RICO statute there in Georgia? Based on how she's constructed this indictment, I would suggest that there's a fair probability she's guilty of what she's charged. So I'm only speculating here. So I just, but it's not out of the realm of possibilities, right? No, it's not out of the realm of basically. But what what she's charged the folks with in this in this case is not illegal anyway, and so yeah. But they were exercising their First Amendment rights. First Amendment right. We have speech. We have uh, petition to government and relative to lobbying. That's in First Amendment. Absolutely, we have uh, redress of grievances regarding the courts. There's actually a count in there for lawyers that file the lawsuit. Okay, Uh, you know. So, well, Pastor, I'm just wondering if you feel that. What's happening to you and these other defendants, especially you in your case, uh, you're kind of low in the totem pole compared to Donald Trump and those guys. It doesn't get any lower. Yeah, okay. (laughs) But will this have a chilling effect on people getting involved in elections? I'm a precinct committeeman, and I knock on doors. Right. Uh, Good point, Monty. uh, Am I going to face jail time for doing that? Well, my, my belief is in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, and just in general, we have to always uh, operate according to our convictions and according to the rule of law and according to both our constitutional rights, but are we the people duties Mm. as well. Mm. And then you add on to it somebody like me who's taken an oath of office before more than once in both the local law enforcement and the federal law enforcement and add to that my vows, my sacred vows before God as a pastor. And that is very important. And so chilling effect cannot play a part in our thinking. It's, we have to be courageous, do the right thing in all circumstances, because especially as Christians, because we acknowledge the God of the universe, and that's the final judge. Amen. You know, that's the you know, I have a saying. It's it's if if we fear God, we fear nothing else. If we don't fear God, we fear everything and everyone else. Okay, that's going on a meme, Pastor. I put that on a meme on our Facebook page. That's it. That's a good one. Very good. Very good. But let's go back to Monty's point here yes. uh, about knocking on doors and the weaponization of government government is being used to silent silence political opponents what do you think of that pastor well 
here's here's how I'm going to address that. Okay. okay. As a pastor and as uh, a chaplain uh, from before, um, I have to operate on principle. Mm-hmm. I have to not be political. That's right. Okay. So my judgments are are principled based upon first, foremost, and always God's word and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. I, and we in my uh, in my tradition, we talk about law and gospel. In other traditions, it's law and grace. But grace, where does that come from? It comes from the gospel. So we go right to the source. Gospel meaning good news, and it's about Jesus Christ. Amen. And a sacrificial death for the sake of the whole world. Amen. Of any politics, right? I mean, that's God's love. Even Fanny Willis. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. That's right. Everyone. And we're to pray for them because even, even though they persecute you. This is very important. Yes. Okay. So what does Jesus say hanging on the cross? Father, Father forgive them. Forgive them for they know not what they do. That's right. Paul writes in Romans that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still God's enemies, Christ died for us. The Apostle okay. Stephen also said it. Yes. Father, yeah. forgive them. They forgive. don't know what they're doing. Yes, Absolutely. And so who are we to restrict love to just a certain segment? The people that, who agree with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we are to love everyone. Right. What they do with that is their responsibility, mm-hmm. is their call. And I cherish their right to have a differing opinion than I do. That's what the First Amendment is about, right? Right. Not that we all have to agree, but that we're free to disagree. But the other side isn't as tolerant or um, patient or long-suffering as you are. And that's um, what well, we're dealing with here's, today. Here's the thing, okay, is, is I believe that we have to operate by the rule of law, mm-hmm. that we have to defend the Constitution, mm-hmm. that we have to abide by statutory law. Statutory law. Um, we all have things that we disagree with, mm-hmm. but we are to— observe the rule of law because we all need to live under the law and we're very distinct people and uh, we're not all going to agree on about these things right now having said all of that by way of qualification we are to be passionate about the law of god and things like the ten commandments things like uh, the golden rule uh, all of those things and we have to be organized as a society if we don't recognize the fundamental principle of natural God-given law and best illustrated in the Ten Commandments, we're going to have trouble. And we see that trouble, don't and we? And we see that trouble. All around us. Yeah. Now, I don't like to focus on an attack of somebody else because I have to love everybody, mm. right? And I consider it a privilege to be God's messenger of love. So I say I'm not political, I'm principled, but guess what? I'm not just a pastor, I'm not just a Christian with a foot in what theologians call the kingdom of the right. I'm a citizen in this country. Yeah. When it says in the preamble of the Constitution, we the people, we don't have a king that we bow down or an emperor like Paul did in the New Testament. Right. Who is the ruler? We the people. Yes, right. Now That's we right. work through delegated authority we, right. through elections and all of this and, and people in the various branches of government, the three branches. 
But we're responsible but for we're what we delegate. Responsible yep. for that. That's right. And we better be responsible and do our duties. Amen. And that's my job to remind people about that and to exercise that myself as one of we the people. Well, let's take a time out and uh, we'll continue our conversation with the Reverend Stephen Lee and Attorney David Shostokas right after this. Did you know that Generation Z is one of the most anxious, lonely, and depressed generations in all of American history? It's true. From peer pressure to more screen time, less personal interaction with others, our generation is twice as likely to struggle with feelings of hopelessness than our seniors. In fact, 42% of us struggle with depression. As members of Gen Z, we've seen this battle from the inside and witnessed the desperation for purpose and yearning to thrive of our peers. That's why we launched Self-Evident. Self-Evident is a platform hosted by five girls of the Zoomer generation. And our mission is to love our listeners by discussing and dismantling topics from a biblical perspective and to provide an alternative to the mainstream perspective. Help us help others find Christ. Our website is selfevidentpodcast.com. With a one-minute look at culture from a Christian worldview, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. According to pro-life group Live Action, British authorities have arrested a Canadian man for selling hundreds of suicide kits online. Kenneth Law is implicated in the deaths of at least 88 people, one only 17 years old. When interviewed, Law explained, quote, I need a source of income. I hope you can understand. I need to feed myself. Look, it's horrifying enough that this happened at all, but thinking that helping people in their lives is a way to make a living? Well, that should shock all of us. Something like this is only imaginable when we see life as a commodity to be bought and sold. Anytime a price tag is put on something priceless, we cheapen it. And that's true whether it's done by a person like this Canadian or by the entire government like Canada now does by pushing so-called medical assistance and dying on their sick and vulnerable. And oftentimes, just in the name of money. Look, loving our neighbor today will mean more than just saving souls. It's increasingly meaning saving lives. The Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. It's a big evening you don't want to miss. The Illinois Family Institute's Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet with best-selling author and nationally syndicated radio host Eric Metaxas. Friday, November 3rd at the Bolingbrook Golf Club. To attend, click events at IllinoisFamily.org. We're talking about religious freedom being constricted by the state. Will the church wake up and say, this is wrong? Eric Metaxas is the author of Bonhoeffer, Amazing Grace, and his latest book, Letter to the American Church, is a wake-up call for Christians to speak out and protect religious liberty. If you will speak up, things will change if we would but try. Eric Metaxas and the IFI Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet, Friday, November 3rd at the Bolingbrook Golf Club. To attend, click events at IllinoisFamily.org, IllinoisFamily.org. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larrick here along with David Smith. Hello. David is the executive director of the Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. We have another 
David joining us. Uh, he's the attorney, David Shostokas, the author of Constitutional Soundbites. And creating the Declaration of Independence. Must-reads. Must Must-reads, okay, and uh, I've read them. Very good. Yep. And we're also joined by Pastor Stephen Lee. Uh, you have a congregation there in Orland Park, Pastor. Yes. Uh, you're in big legal trouble because of uh, the election fraud case down in Georgia, essentially against President Trump and you and, uh, what, uh, 17 other people. How's your congregation reacting to this uh, situation? Uh, are, are there a lot of pro-Trump supporters or people who just support you? What's the feel of the congregation? You know, that's a very interesting question that I haven't even thought about till you just ask it. I have no idea what the proportion of Trump supporters are or anything like that. I know that my people believe in the same principles I do and teach and preach. But I don't, we don't get into the whole political kind of thing. But what I can tell you is... We believe that life begins at conception. Amen. The Word of God tells us that. We believe that God created man and woman. Amen. We believe that uh, children should honor their parents. Mm -hmm. We believe that people should stay married mm -hmm. and work through their issues. My wife and I have been married for 46 years, and it's not because we're good people. Uh, we try. But it's been a bed of roses the whole time, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Our, our, saying, our saying is this. There are thorns on roses. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Elaine may be listening. So yeah. Just, yeah, right. our, yeah, our, our saying His wife. Yeah, our saying is this. Uh, divorce divorce never. Murder maybe. No, no, no. no. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, so it's how you handle problems and conflicts it's not that you never have them because we're all imperfect people and you you got to learn how to work it through we've been married 46 years mm. we've known each other for over 50 years now mm. we met when i was 17 years old yeah that's awesome and and we've been through a lot like you say there's a lot of water under the bridge and some has been very painful but we work with forgiveness. That's how it works. Amen. Right. And well, do you yeah. think your congregation, you know, they may be Democrats, they may be Republicans, uh, independent, maybe they don't look into politics at all. Apolitical. But, right. but they are concerned about what's happening in America Abs today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they're very supportive of their pastor. Not in the sense of, you know, probing through all the legalities, but they know the pastor that they have. They know I'm... I'm, I'm sincere, that I work hard, that I serve them with love and speak the truth, and they can see Christ's love modeled in my wife and I. Again, not that we're perfect, and we joke all the time about things like divorce, never murder, maybe, to remind. <laughs> and, and then I, 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 here's, here's a, a favorite line I like to use, and I use it fairly often when I'm preaching. And I talk about, you know, uh, being Christians, living like Christians, following the Lord, uh, trusting and obeying, all those kinds of things. And then I say, you know, and it's, it, you know, be perfect like I am. <laughs> and it always draws a laugh, right? Yum. And then I say, just I, ask. I tell that to my just, wife all the time. Just it, it ask, doesn't work. <laughs> just ask my wife and children. They'll tell you how perfect I am. And another laugh, yeah, you know. Right. Because we know the truth uh, and we need forgiveness. Amen. Right. right. 
Well, David, uh, Illinois judge ruled back in 2022 that District Attorney Willis down in Fulton County, Georgia, did not provide enough evidence to prove that Pastor Lee needed to come testify as a witness before the grand jury. So there's a backstory on that, if yeah, I might, uh, Monty. Sure. The, uh, well, well, my my question okay. is this: uh, So, how does that ruling uh, play into what's happening now? Well, I can tell you that that because of that ruling, when we woke up last week to find Pastor Lee is among the people indicted, we were literally astounded. Because here's the story on that. There was a special grand jury going on in Georgia, in Fulton County, Georgia, last year. <clears throat> and in November, they sent a subpoena to um, Illinois. And a, uh, the authority of a court ends at the borders of the, court, uh, of the state where the court is. And so if they were going to have Pastor Lee testify, they needed an Illinois judge to assist in compelling them to do so. We had three hearings before Judge Pilmer in Kendall County, Illinois. At the conclusion of those hearings, Judge Pilmer made a finding that the folks in, Ken in, folks in Fulton County had not even presented enough evidence to consider Pastor Lee a material witness in this case, a material witness. And then, on top of that, he gave them 30 days to provide more evidence if they thought, if they, if they, thought they had more evidence. They did not. The, the silence was deafening. Neither I as counsel of record nor Pastor Lee nor any authorities to the best of my knowledge in Kendall County ever heard from Fulton County again until we woke up that day and he was indicted. Uh, there were, I, and so my feeling was I can't believe that there was a judge outside of Georgia, let's say, you know, there's a judge outside of Georgia. So you don't even have enough for this guy to be considered a witness, let alone a defendant. And so this was why we were so astounded to wake up to find him, uh, find him among the folks indicted. And I might also mention one other thing that, um, of course, while President Trump is the lead um, lead person and gets the uh, gets the news and carries the headlines, it's uh, Pastor Lee. He's never met the president. He's never met uh, Mr. Giuliani. He's never met Jenna Ellis, John Eastman. None of these folks. He has never met these people. Not as to the best of my knowledge, never even been in the same room. Uh, when I'm at best as I, as I know, he, he only knows them from television, like most of us. Uh, and so it's just astounding that this uh, this woman has decided to cast this net nationally to try and exercise the authority of um, Fulton County. So how does the Kendall County ruling weigh in, like Monty asked? Uh, how will that factor into the case now? I believe uh, we may. Uh, there's a variety of things that are going on, and I would su suggest that uh, among the things that may be going on, we may utilize that ruling itself in terms of attacking the indictment uh, going forward. Uh, there are possibly motions to dismiss, and um, the fact that they never put together, you know, I'm Pastor Lee's former law enforcement, I used to be a prosecutor, I used to, I conducted such investigations. One of the things you're going to do is you're going to try and try and interview the potential defendant. They never made any effort to do that. Uh, that's, so, that's how bad the investigation is. Is that okay. on purpose? You have to ask DA Willis, uh, you know, uh, about that. I can't. I, I can only guess, but I can tell you that's not standard operating procedure for a legitimate investigation. When I see Pastor Lee's case here, David, uh, I'm wondering if they're going after him, so he'll flip on Trump. Somebody. I, I, that's not the first time that question has been put to me, and of course the answer is no. 
uh, for any number of reasons. He's pleading not guilty. I fully expect that we're going to have a trial. Um, but, there, but frankly, Monty, the, in terms of flipping on Trump, he doesn't have anything. He doesn't know that he's never had any interaction with the president. Right. You and, know? He, and, and I have faith he will be exonerated in the end here. The question is, how long will this be dragged out, right? Right. And, and you know, and it's surprising, Pastor, that you had to pay, post bail in, in Georgia and you're not still there. So thank God you were able to post bail. I mean, I'm sure you had to dig into your bank account as a rich uh, pastor, right? You know, you got plenty of money, right? Yeah, yeah. No, here's, so here's here's the backstory on that. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, this, this needs to be told. <laughs> okay. Um, on uh, Tuesday of last week, uh, yeah. August 22nd, I believe. Okay. Um, we finally had a conference with prosecutors. Okay. I, I myself and we have local counsel in Georgia, a fellow by the name of David Alls, who we are so blessed to have. Amen. Uh, and David, that's a whole separate story. He's amazing. His amazing. name is David as well? He's another David. Well, you can't go wrong there. You can't then. go wrong. At any rate, we have local council, and local council was present in person, and I was on a, on a conference call with the uh, prosecutors in Georgia. And they called it, and, it, and it, it's laughable when I've seen on television where they're saying, well, the um, lawyers for the defense are all negotiating with surrender with the, uh, with the prosecutors. There was no negotiation. There was, uh, they go through the conditions of bond, which are all pretty normal stuff, stay out of trouble, uh, show up to court, things like that. And then they got to the end, and they said, uh, and his bond is $75,000. And I said, uh, Ouch. Yeah, that's uh, pretty close to what I said was ouch. Uh, and then I, then I, and we worked out the details, and as it turns out, it's 10% to apply. So $7,500 for a pastor Lee to be free. But he's still liable for the whole amount if he was to, if he were to skip bail or Skip whatever. bail or yeah. do something that he's liable for the 75000 And I explained to the prosecutors, I said, this man doesn't own his home. He doesn't have – he has literally no assets. He has no ability to post this bond. I said – He travels light. Yeah. And he's not a flight risk. I said, uh, you know, I mean, he's former law enforcement and uh, – you know, he's not a flight risk, and that's what it's supposed to be. He's not a danger to the community. That's what Bond is supposed to protect. They wouldn't budge. Well, there, now, was no, wait, there was no budging off that number. On. Danger to the community. you got to think what they're thinking, right? He's a Christian pro-life pastor in the pulpit. He's a danger to the community. That may be very well what's uh, going through the thoughts in the um, prosecutor's office in uh, Georgia. Yeah. You know, but uh, anyway, go ahead with your story. I'm yeah, sorry. No, I, so there's rabbit so, trail. So we don't, uh, we don't have, uh, so I'm explaining to them, but they, there's, they're not having it. And I've talked to other uh, counsel that have been in these, um, in these discussions that the press calls negotiations. No, it's no, no, take, here's the deal. And if you don't do that, we're going to issue a no bond warrant. Okay. That was, that, that was, that was the negotiation. You take this. Or in consent, allegedly, or we're going to issue an Obama warrant. So, thanks to the good offices of the uh, Illinois Family Institute, David Smith and uh, and his team, who had just a few days earlier began to open up a uh, place to contribute for um, Pastor uh, Pastor Lee's defense fund, which, by the way, was a was an incredible help because setting those things up are complicated, but you have all the things in place. You have all the things in place that enabled us to do so. But it was still early on. Well, somebody who's been helping you with media is also a board member for Illinois Family Action, Paul. Paul Hurst has been, and, and, yeah. And Paul called me up and said, Dave, how do we help pa- um, Pastor Lee? And I said, well, we can write an article or post an article and let people know about his plight. And then it dawned on me, wait a minute, wait, we, 
we can take funds in at IFI and then just uh, get, you know provide it to the his legal counsel uh, or to the the bailiff in in Georgia. And uh, so we did that. We we set it up that way. And uh, uh, thank, thankfully, you guys got a lot of earned media over the last several days, and we have seen a result, a steady flow of of revenue coming in everywhere from ten dollars, you know, up to you know thirty five hundred dollars. I've seen come through. So well, that's and that's kind of the rest of the story because uh, he he obviously didn't um, didn't have the assets, and I had that negotiation or. I had that demand placed on me by the um, prosecutors. And then um, by Thursday night, late Thursday night, because um, you guys only started this on Monday, by Thursday night there was about $4,000 in the right. in the account. And I did a podcast with uh, Silk of Diamond and Silk, oh, yeah. uh, who's just a lovely, lovely woman. It was a, We had a wonderful time. But I described the circumstances, and I said, as of now, this is Thursday night, we're going to Georgia in the morning. As of now, Pastor Lee has probably gone to gone to bed because we got to get up at three o'clock to get to the airport. The, the midnight train to Georgia. Yeah, the midnight train to Georgia. There you go. Um, yeah, and so, um, so I said, I'm, I'm telling Silk the story, and she said, and I said, I said, as it looks, he's not going to be in church on Sunday. And uh, then uh, she uh, she she went off and she told her she began to tell her audience uh, about the ways to uh, get to uh, IllinoisFamily.org/contribute uh, and uh, the pull down menu for uh, Pastor Lee, and then uh, then she said, you know what, he needs to be in church on Sunday. Amen. And I am going to get the thirty five hundred dollars that's necessary to make up the difference. Get out of town. Yeah, and David. Smith, yeah, we have a honey of a deal for. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. It's a sweet deal, honey. So there's another gentleman who's jumped yeah. in to try to help Pastor Lee, and he is giving away honey bears with Donald Trump's face on it uh, to anyone who contributes. I forget the terms of the deal, but if you put a, co- a code in, his his it's right goes to Chaplin. Chaplin, the, you dial eight four four dash four five dash honey. Okay. And put in the promo code, which is Chaplin. 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 Yeah. And you get this wonderful uh, honey bear with, uh, it's got to be a collectible, right, with uh, Donald Trump's face on it. But um, it's a sweet deal, and he's trying to help raise money, too. So, uh, you know, more hands make the work light. So, at any rate, though, Silk then then calls us and gets to, gets together. <laughs> I actually, she calls my sister about 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night, and uh, they make the arrangements, the, uh, the donation comes through, but I didn't want to tell him anything because I didn't know for sure, Right. Uh, and, but once it came through, um, we're, then we're, I'm driving to the airport in the morning, he's driving to the airport in the morning, he still thinks that he's going to jail. Oh, no. Uh, and I uh, tell him, and it's on the speakerphone in the car, his daughter's taking him to the airport, and I tell him he's coming home. Friday night, and but, she screams. She's j- I, I could hear the joy in his daughter. So I'd, at least there's been many, but this is a huge miracle. It's an answer to prayer. And an answer to prayer, absolutely. 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 And the, the last point on Silk, she, uh, one of the things she asked was, uh, was if he, um, when, oh, no, she didn't say if. She said when he's found not guilty, yes. he will get that money back. And I said, yes, ma'am. She says, tell him that when that money comes back, I want it donated to his church. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. So I, that's the yeah. rest of that story. And we can go, there's even more because Georgia turns into a, quite the story itself. But that's, but be, thanks to Illinois Family Institute. Amen. Silk, well, we're glad and to all help. The, and all the five, ten, fifty dollar folks. Amen. That, I'm all of them. Amen. Um, but let me just ask, I just got to ask the pastor. Okay, so when you were thinking you were going to jail, were you thinking, well, I guess my prison ministry starts tonight. Actually, I was thinking. Yeah, I Seriously. bet. I know. I know your heart. Okay. I believe it. Because And Dave can verify this because I'd already printed it up thinking I was going to be incarcerated. And so I printed up a sheet to let – because I've worked corrections. I've worked in a jail. I worked one time 16 months straight on graveyard shift. And, and it's a great opportunity to work with people. Sure. Who are in crisis because sure. they're in, behind bars. And so I'm thinking, okay, if this is where the Lord wants me to go – Yeah. I'm going to make the most of it. I'm still a pastor. Yeah. I'm still a Christian. Yeah. And and I think I read about in the Bible other people going to jail sometimes. And my And job, some of the prison guards being affected by it? Caesar's house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Paul and Silas. That's right. That's right. Uh, in Acts 16. Uh, and I'm thinking, okay, so I gave him a sheet of paper with a list of, you know, medications and all kinds of stuff because as a former cop, I've got both knees, separate line of duty injuries. Oh, are, no. i got partial disabilities. I've got hearing loss from, you know, the firearm stuff. I've got all kinds of little things, you know. and But I also put in there that, you know, because of my background in this situation, uh, I probably need to be kept in isolation, actually. But I don't want to be isolated for ministry purposes. So right. in a controlled environment, I would love to lead a Bible study. Right, and so, I put that on the on a sheet. How would the inmates ever find out that you were a former cop, though? Oh, they would. They, they know everything. It's been <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. yeah, but I had a nice visit with the corrections uh, officers in Fulton County, and you know, for me to live is Christ and die is gain. Amen. Okay. Amen. And 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 furthermore, I tell the truth. Regardless, right. regardless of consequences. All right. So, Pastor, the the folks. The folks um, listening to this podcast, many of them are discouraged by what's going on in the culture, um, and yet you're staying positive. You're staying. Your, your, your eyes are focused on the prize, you might mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. And what would you say to them to, to about staying encouraged? Um, how would you stir them up a bit? Well, now I really do get to use a personal example. Okay. If I get convicted yeah. on this, it's mandatory minimum five years in Georgia State Prison away from my home okay i'm 70 years old yeah the odds are fairly good because it's five to 20 years the odds i would say would be fairly good i would die in prison Mm. okay so read my lips i i play for eternal stakes amen okay i tell the truth i do my best do the right thing i'm innocent and if god chooses to allow me to go to prison that's my place amen and i will do this and we all better start thinking that way because times are strange in this world of ours. so don't get distracted by worldly stuff stuff right yeah you gotta play you've gotta well you're saying invest in heavenly treasure that's right sounds like something it sounds like something i've read before that's right that's right Uh, well you you say times are strange and we we hear that the Catholic Church is under investigation because of their pro-life activities by our Justice Department. And we see cases where pro-life activists are being arrested because 
they're praying outside an abortion facility. Your thoughts? My thoughts are, in, in, my, in my role uh, as a pastor, believing the way that I do, is that I speak from principle. I speak about things that nobody should have a problem with. And what's happening is we're getting, we're getting sidetracked, not that the issues are not valid, not that I don't agree with you 100%, but what I need to do is say, look, folks, what does it mean to say to protect and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic? What does it mean to say I'm a Christian and I'll speak the truth in any context that where the Lord puts me? That's what right. does that mean? And then allow people, let the Holy Spirit work with people to convict them, to convince them. Because the rock throwing sometimes doesn't get us very far. We have to make an appeal to people mm-hmm. that that can, can can think and are willing to have a real conversation and not just throw rocks. And again, it's not like I don't fully support like right to life and all of those things. But I'm I'm trying to do this in a way where I can really engage people. In well, many people haven't really thought deeply about these things in the first place. So when right. you're bringing this up, you're convicting hearts and minds, making people stop and think about what is at stake here, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Pastor, we were a unified nation, at least briefly, after 9-11. You were there. Yes as a chaplain, how could we return to some mm. form of unity now? Yeah, good question. In uh, a highly politicized, divided nation. The only way it's mm. going to happen is if we have a mechanism that allows for our, our, our disagreements to have some kind of a uh, of, of a conversation. And the only way that's going to happen is e pluribus unum, out of many one. Mm-hmm. And the way we do that is we respect the law of the land, which is the Constitution, and, and we honor that Constitution. That means we all say we have to have some kind of a pact here, and it, we have it. It's called the Constitution. And there's a whole process. If you want to change that, then change it. But it has to be done according to the rule of law. That's right. And if we do that... Not by executive fiat. It has to be according to the balance of powers. That's right. The, all of that thing. And here's, here's something that I think is very important. A strength of the Constitution is that it recognizes human fallibility. Yeah. By the way it structures government with balance of powers. Yes, absolutely. Checks and balances. Checks and balances. Because otherwise you get one person or one party controlling everything, mm-hmm. and then you turn into Nazi Germany yep. or Soviet Russia or the CCP yep. in China. That's right. That's what you get. It's a choice between one-party rule, somebody saying, I know the right thing and you're going to do it or I'll kill you or imprison you, or the checks and balances when somebody starts doing that, you say, Whoop, wait a minute, let's take this to the courts. Wait a minute, let's change the law. Wait a minute. Let's let's enforce the right law yep. here, according to the Constitution. Yep, that's good. Yeah. David Chistokas. Yes, sir. I'm going to ask you kind of a a spiritual question, but from your legal's perspective uh, here, uh, in terms of the law, 
what do our listeners need to be praying about in Pastor Lee's case? Well, certainly the, in terms of the law being obeyed, but of course, I think I think it's he talks about the Constitution a lot. My grounding point is the Declaration of Independence. And there are eight words in the Declaration of Independence that actually justify the entire existence of the United States of America. Because the United States of America, relative to Thomas Jefferson and everybody, all the rest of those guys that launched this country, we were the existence of the United States is based upon the law of nature and of nature's God. And the reason that's in the Declaration of Independence is that, in fact, you know, we hear people these days always say that we want to be organized according to the rule of law. But they leave out the second part of that phrase, and it's the rule of law, not the rule of men. Yes. And that element of the Declaration, where it's according to the law of nature's nature and of nature's God, points out the fact that if we're going to have such a society, you have to have something that is above men, that is immutable, that is eternal, that is infinite. Otherwise, all you do have is the law of men. That's right. And yes. I suggest yeah. to folks that I'm gonna that's the place that to start. Too. There's a meme right there, brother. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that, yeah. No, if and 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 folks miss uh, miss. One of the, they don't te- nobody teaches the Declaration, yeah. I, and the Constitution is wonderful in so many ways. But the Constitution is there to execute the Declaration. That's right. Yes. That's right. You know, it's there to execute the Declaration, and that's the place to start, uh, and to understand that that's where all the law flows from. One of the one of the big attacks against Abraham Lincoln was that he did not follow the Constitution. That's right. Okay, and he was making an appeal. I mean, his second inaugural is the best secular sermon ever. Amen. Yep. Okay? Yep. And he was appealing to a deeper principle. All men are created equal. And then he, he unpacks this in his political life. Uh, Dave is exactly right on point. And I'm no lawyer, and he's the expert. But, man, I'm cheering inside. This Amen. man is good. Amen. Yeah. God had a purpose for him, I think. You know, yeah, he brought me back. He did. He brought me back. <laughs> that was about, one day we'll talk about we, my near-death experience. About. Ephesians two ten, brother. Yeah, January second, twenty twenty. We see God's hand at work miraculously. Amen. Our job is to be courageous and have the uh, the 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 convictions that are right. Amen. And, and let the chips fall where they may. That's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, we speak the truth, and the truth will set you free. Amen. John eight thirty two. Amen. Well, listen, we've got to wrap up, but I want to thank you, Pastor, for your courage, but also your example. Thank you. And I want to thank you, David, also, for doing over and beyond the call of duty to help and represent Reverend Lee here and uh, the important, very important principle, the foundational principles here that are at stake. Thank you, guys. And Dave Smith, how can our listeners support Pastor Lee and his legal defense fund. So if they go to our website, illinoisfamily.org slash contribute, or if they just go to illinoisfamily.org, there's a big orange button that says donate. Click on that. You'll get a donation page. There's a drop-down menu. There's three options on that down. There's only three options. The IFI General Fund, the Pro-Life Billboard Fund, and the Defense Fund for Pastor Lee. And then there's that honey well, that's not us. That's a separate organization. Separate yeah, so All I don't right. have a link there. All right. But, yes, that's ours. That's our defense fund. However you want to get that money to uh, the cause, 
please do that. Dial 844-45-HONEY. And the promo code area, you type in chaplain. That's for a text, a text message. A text message. Okay. Yes, well, see, I'm not techie, so. <laughs> okay. Uh, That's a text message. It's all sorry. right. Um, we've got a big banquet coming up. Yes, November 3rd, we have Eric McTaxis coming to the Bolingbrook Country Club uh, to have uh, headline our annual event. And so he wrote, recently wrote a book, A Letter to the American Church, and it's very popular, and we're going to have him come out and encourage us also wrote, to wake uh, up. Bonhoeffer. Uh, yep, he wrote about Bonhoeffer, and he wrote about William Wilberforce. Yep. And Seven Great Men, Seven Great Women. Yes, he's got a number of good books. And I, a lot of people want to attend, but we, we have we, some seats we're available. Already, we're already sold out, um, halfway to, uh, to the selling point. We've So... Don't wait. Get, so get in if you want to get you in. You need to go to IllinoisFamily.org, click events, or yes. call 708-781-9328, and uh, we'll try to get you in, and we'll be serving chicken that night. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, you folks, for uh, tuning in. Do support the work of Illinois Family Institute, and tell your family and friends about Illinois Family Action. Be praying for David Shostokas and Pastor Stephen Lee and their case. Thank you, and God bless you, and God bless you folks for tuning in. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.